My name is Denzel. Thank you guys so much for the continued support, for the continued listening, for the continued subscribing and sharing. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. And um, it really like it's it's all like the the fuel, like it's the fuel that I need to keep driving this car, man. You guys really like consistently support me and send me messages. And even if it's not a question or anything, it's just like, yo. I see you out here doing your shit, and I'm rocking with you, man. And that means, that really means the world to me. It really does. It means the world to me. So I love to start every podcast with just saying thank you. And I really, truly appreciate the love and the support that I've received in this early, early stage of the pod. That was Really Got It by Jero um, off the album Never How You Plan. If you guys want to download or stream. And actually how I found out about Jarrell, and this is now I'm getting to my stand mode, you know, you know, I got to get in my stand mode real quick. The first time I actually heard Jarrell was um, where LeBron was playing him in his car. You know, LeBron, if you follow him on Instagram, on his IG stories when he's traveling like to games or to practice or whatever, he plays music that he likes and he records videos. So this is when LeBron was in Cleveland when he first got back to Cleveland. And, you know, his hairline was all the way at the top of his head and he was bumping the the music. And I was like, dang, who is that? Like, that shit, that shit sound all right. Who is this? And then on the next um, frame of his IG story, it had his name. And I just start. I looked him up. I started listening to his stuff and he's really good. So shout out to LeBron James again. I, you know, I stand for you. I stand for my man, Bron. I stand for him. So shout out to Bron and shout out to Jero, who's a really talented artist. Um, that was the intro for today. We're going to have a great, great, great pod. I'm in a fantastic, fantastic mood. Let's go. So, of course, you know, we start every every episode with my favorite, favorite segment of the pod, Bronx Facts. For those of you guys don't know, or maybe your first time listening, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York that people may not know, uh, that people have maybe never heard before, um, just to show you guys how much the Bronx has contributed to society as we know. So, your Bronx fact for today is author Edgar Allan Poe, best known for poetry and short stories such as The Raven and The Telltale Heart, spent some of his last years of his life in the Bronx at Poe Cottage, now located at Kingsbridge Road and Grand Concourse. Poe moved there to escape the Manhattan City air and crowding with the hope that the then rural area would be beneficial for his wife's tuberculosis. It was in the Bronx that Poe wrote one of his famous works, Annabelle Lee. The cottage is now a part of the Bronx Historical Society and is a local museum. That 
is your Bronx fact for episode number 11. So now, guys, I'm going to do what I do at the top of most pods uh, since this happened. Give you the latest uh, the latest happenings going on with the coronavirus pandemic. As you know, I really don't like spending a whole bunch of time on it. Blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. You heard it a million times. But it is, I think it is very important for me to guys to update you guys on what's going on out here with the corona. I feel like it would be kind of irresponsible, you know, not to do so. I just really don't like the idea of spending a whole bunch of time on it because it is something that I find to be very depressing. So I'm going to give you guys the latest and I'm off it. Just like I said (laughs) a million, million times, but uh, here we go. While acknowledging the importance of, oh, and also, I'm sorry, uh, just to interrupt there. I get a lot of my news, um, and at least as it relates to the coronavirus pandemic from the New York Times, New York Times. So um, if you guys, you know, want to do your own research, I, of course, I encourage that. I just wanted to let you guys know where I get the majority of my news in general and especially for the coronavirus. I have a subscription to the New York Times. That's where I get the majority of my news from. Now we can go. While acknowledging the importance of getting the U.S. back to work, governors and mayors said that the public health concerns were their priority. Governor Philip Murphy of New Jersey, a Democrat, said of returning to semblance of life before the corona out the coronavirus outbreak it is not job number 1 because job number 1 is the house is on fire and is to put the fire out dr Na- dr anthony fauci the director of the national institute of allergies and infectious diseases said that reopening the country would not be an all or none proposition and that Restrictions must be lifted gradually to prevent the resurgence of cases. He also said more lives could have been saved if the country had been shut down before. The Census Bureau said that it had been hamstrung by the pandemic and would ask Congress for a four month delay in delivering the data used to reapportion the House of Representatives and political districts nationwide. Governors from both parties said while they were a long way from telling Americans to return to their normal lives, it was not too early to make plans. The Labor Department released its weekly report of unemployment claims this morning, and economists predict that it will be the fourth consecutive tally in the millions. And the new Paycheck Protection Program, which is supposed to help small businesses weather the pandemic, is running out of money. Uh, President Trump issued non-binding guidelines on Thursday that recommend patchwork uh, of reopening the country. The guidelines state not to lift restrictions until they receive until until they each reach a 14 day period where the numbers steadily fall and hospitals are not overwhelmed. But the guidance doesn't envision the comprehensive testing that the public experts have sought and left difficult questions unanswered, including travel between states. Now, I say all of that to say this. This is the latest. Protesters in several states have urged governors to relax stay-at-home orders, reflecting both economic frustrations and political divides. Now, listen, because this was in, I want to say, Ohio, maybe, I think, Michigan, Jersey, 
and one other state that I cannot remember or two other states I can't remember. There are literally rallies of people gathered maybe in town squares or city hall demanding lawmakers or politicians to reopen the country. And in these protests, none of the social distancing guidelines are being followed. The point of the the point of these distancing guidelines and these CDC guidelines is to pre- prevent the spread. So you guys are going out to centralized areas with no masks, with no gloves, with no six feet of distance, yelling, screaming and holding signs. How do you think the virus spreads? It's so counterproductive. I understand, guys. I really understand that you guys are maybe restless at home or you guys that stimulus maybe wasn't enough or, you know, whatever socioeconomic factors you guys have. But there's no there's no way that we can return to normal semblance if you guys are really just disregarding the social distancing and CDC guidelines. It is really important that everyone continue to follow these guidelines until we can get this under control. And you guys, I understand that you're upset and I understand that you maybe have frustrations and things of that nature. I understand it. I really, really, truly do. It's just there's no way that we can get back to normal, which is what you guys want. If you guys still continue to crowd areas and not practice your social distancing, or if you even do decide to protest, you guys are not even doing it safely. There are no masks. There are no gloves. There are no six feet of distance. You know what I'm saying? Guys, I, I, I really encourage and urge everyone. If you guys go outside to please follow the social distancing and the CDC recommended guidelines in order to keep yourself safe and the others around you safe. And that's that on that. That's all the Corona I'm trying to do for today. Again, please, guys, stay safe, protected, protect your family, friends and loved ones. Don't be afraid to offer a helping hand to people in need. Uh, Please practice your social distancing guidelines and we will get through this together because we always, always do. You guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is at Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-G-H-B-R-H-D. There are no vowels in neighborhood on Twitter. And I'm saying that and repeating it for the million and one time because I ask you guys every week to send in the questions or concerns or comments or whatever you have via the social media platforms. And you guys never fail me or haven't failed me since. Um, And I just want to answer some of the questions that I have received. Um, So here we go. Here's the first one. Did you get your stimulus and what are you going to buy? Um, I did get my stim. Got my stimmy. Uh, it pulled up, um, but I ain't gonna buy nothing. I ain't buying nothing. I, that all of that stimmy money is going into my savings. I will not be spending a dime of that stimmy. Um, I think that you know I, I'm I'm following in the words of the great Marshawn Lynch: "Take care of your chicken. Take care of your chicken. Okay, I gotta take care of it. I can't get that money and blow it. Um, so I'm really uh just." I pocketed all of that. That all went into the savings. If anything, I use it to buy essentials like, you know, paper towels, toilet paper, food. But if it's not any of those things, not any of the essentials for my home, I ain't spending a dime. And trust me, I want to. (laughs) Shit, there's a whole bunch of sneakers and shit that I want to buy, but nope, 
That shit is all into my savings. And I encourage everyone out there to be wise with their money. Again, I cannot tell nobody how to spend their money. That's your money. But in order to be, you know, just to give yourself a little more financial security, if you can, I suggest trying to pocket as much as that as you can, stashing it for, you know, for a rainy day fund or whatever the case may be. Uh, the next says, do you think that aliens exist? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I truly, truly believe that shit. I believe that aliens exist 100%. And I think that they exist in not like coming down on the UFO or nothing like that. They exist like in the movie Men in Black. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. That's with uh, Will Smith and with Tommy Lee Jones. Basically, they depict the aliens just walking around living normally. Like they're bank tellers. They work at delis. They postman or they're uh like train operators or whatever they show the aliens just living normal lives and no one knows that the aliens are running around them except the men in black which is the society of keeping you know the keeping the aliens and the humans together in harmony so i but like movies like that and you know we all of course because will smith is in it and they make jokes and stuff so you look at it as comedy but movies like that kind of like show you like that shit could be real. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Definitely not. And I really feel like, yeah, these motherfuckers exist and they walking around us every day. You go to the bodega, you talk to your homie behind the counter, Ak, or if you have a Hispanic uh, bodega owner, that motherfucker be an alien. Like, 100% could be. And you have no idea. So 100%. I do not believe that humans are the only inhabitants of this planet. I 100% believe that aliens exist. The next one says, I heard you say in previous episodes that you're like an old ass man for real. What types of old person things do you do? Uh, quite a few things. Um, one is I love game shows. I watch, I make sure to watch my game shows Pretty much every day, I watch The Price is Right every day. I watch Jeopardy every day. And I watch Wheel of Fortune every day. And if the Family Feud is having like a marathon or something, I'll be watching that. Like those, I love my game shows. And I know that is old people shit because all the commercials on those game shows be like AARP or getting a reverse mortgage or consumer cellular. Like the old people commercials or like the pills and shit. Like... But that's my shit. I will make sure to watch The Jeopardy, watch The Price is Right, and watch Wheel of Fortune every day. Every day I watch that shit. And I'm the type of guy, too, to, like, watch the game show and be yelling at the TV or getting mad at the contestants. Like, on Wheel of Fortune, like, somebody buy all the vows. Like, oh, my God, why the fuck are you buying all these vows? Keep spinning the wheel. Or, like, if the answer on Jeopardy, if I know the answer and nobody know it, Oh my God! The answer seventeen seventy six ringing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I definitely love my game shows and I watch that shit every day. Um, another old person thing I do is I go to sleep early. I'm not. I never see the. I mean, I'm not a, a, a old man by age, but like I just don't see the point of staying up to all these hours in the morning. I'm literally in the bed by ten thirty every night. Like I cannot, it's to the point where I can't even, if I wanted to try to stay up late, I can't even do it. 
Like, I go to bed early every night, 1030. I'm in that bed. If you got something to tell me, you better hit me before 1030 because I'm in the bed and your shit going to be sitting there um, until the next day when I get up. So um, those are, you know, those are the old man, old man things I do, you know, because I really I do feel like I'm an old ass man for real. And the last one. Oh, here we go. Y'all, <laughs> y'all are funny, man. Y'all are really funny. Um, it says, what are your most important rules when going on a date? Y'all ask me a lot about my dating. And I done told y'all from like episode two that I'm chilling. I'm chilling right now. I ain't got no nobody. I ain't got nobody in my line. I'm single as the number one. But yet it's still y'all ask, so I will oblige your question. Um, the rules, um, uh, I mean, I guess nothing crazy. Like, I'm never gonna that guy to be like, nah, if she not busting it on the first night, I ain't with it. Like, nah, I'm never gonna be like that. Um, it's maybe just like manners and respect. That's it. Like, if we go somewhere, uh, I expect you to be manly to the waiter, the waitress, or the host at whatever we do, like you know, just basic manners, say thank you when someone gives you something or whatever, like, but it's never, not enough, never nothing crazy, I'd never be like, no, she gotta do this, that, and the third, she gotta wear the 16 inch heels, and gotta wear the tight, like, nigga, shut up, like, it's not, never nothing like that, it's just basic manners and respect, that's it, and again, guys, I am about as single as the number one, and I am chilling, I I don't do nothing. So, (laughs) you know, I don't do nothing but like pictures on Instagram. All right. That's all I do. That's all I do. Okay. And you know what's funny? I just thought about this. This Now this is like a tangent. I'm just going to go on a tangent real quick. Instagram, I salute y'all because um, I want to say it was like last year or maybe a year and a half ago. One of the two. Instagram got rid of the feature where you could see what your friends like so there was a the the you press the button the heart button and you could see who liked your stuff or who followed you and who commented on your stuff right but you used to be able to swipe left on that tab and then you could see who your friends followed who your friends commented on and who your friends what they was doing and what pictures they liked the stuff and when I was out here dibbing and dabbing with the ladies, you know, I like everything. I suffer from like-itis. I like everything. And not all of the pictures I like are, you know what I'm saying, family-friendly. Some of the pictures on there, extremely racy pictures. And I can't say that I don't like them. And I will definitely give you a like. Listen, if you're going through the trouble to bust it wide and drop down and get your eagle on, the least that I could do, the least, is give you a like. It's the least that I could do for all your time, effort, and dedication. But what I'm saying that to say is I would get in trouble. Like, I would like the, you know, the crazy pictures, you know, from the IG models or whatever. And I would get texts. Like, girls would screenshot that and send it to my phone and be with, like, snarky-ass remarks. Like, oh, I see. This is what you like. Yes! <laughs> that yes that is what i like i like that i'm not saying i'm trying to bring the shorties home i'm not saying i'm gonna be um subscribing to their only fans i'm just saying that i like that yes if you see my name there 
and the shorty is in her bikini and looking, you know what I'm saying, looking right. Yes, I like that. And I should not have to explain that. So shout out to y'all Instagram because that has gotten me out of a lot of hot water because I like everything. If you out here making it clap or whatever the case on some racy shit, some X-rated shit on Instagram or as far as you can go on Instagram, I'm going to like it. So I'm so glad that I do not have to answer these questions from the girls. They really sent me that shit like, oh, I see this is what you like. Yes. Yes. If you see my name attached to that, I like that. Yes. And I'm so glad that I don't even have to worry about that shit no more. (laughs) That's enough of that. That's enough of that. So thank you guys again for the questions. I really, truly appreciate them. You guys really like not only the questions. I not It's not only just you guys send me questions. It's you guys, even if you don't have any questions to say, like I said before, like you guys just say, yo, I see what you're doing, man. You really working hard. I hear it in your voice. Or, man, I really enjoy listening to you. Or, man, I'm rocking with you. I told some people about you. Like, I that shit is the shit that's keeping me going. Or that is keeping, you know, it's like the fuel for my car, basically. And I really, truly appreciate it, guys. So I encourage everyone out there, if you have a question, please don't be afraid to ask. Again, social media is the best way to get in contact with me. And um, I just appreciate all the love, the support, and the questions that I receive week to week. So now I want to spend some time on a story that I came across that really like kind of got under my skin and I really just want to do it now and get it out of the way. Um, And this is one of the reasons why like I really don't like social media. I mean, I love social media because, for example, like I have a podcast and you guys like I ask you guys for questions. You guys send in the questions. That's great. I get to talk to y'all you know, or you guys could get my perspective or you guys could discover me and maybe listen to this podcast. There's a lot of positives about social media, but there's also a lot of negatives. Like social media gives platforms to people who should just shut the fuck up. Like, so this story is about Danielle Brigoli or as she's known, Bad Bobby um, or Bad Baby. I don't know how that's pronounced. Um, She's famous for, this is the girl that's famous for appearing on Dr. Phil. And she was like, catch me outside, how about that? The little white girl from Florida. Catch me outside, how about that? Yeah, her. And then from that, she got like a bunch of followers and people was memeing and all that shit. Basically, what I, speaking of pertaining to her, is there's a clip um, that I have for you. I'm going to play it. It's her on Instagram Live, and she's responding to people who were accusing her of trying to be black after a picture of her came out, and she was looking very dark-skinned. And she had a very uh, poor, in my opinion, poor reaction to it. And I'm going to play the clip for you, and then I'm going to talk about it, and then I'm off it. Who wants to be black? I don't understand that. I really just can't comprehend it. To be black. Everything I do is black, black, and be black, 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 black. To wear, you know, how they used to put the powder on their face? I could put the the powder on my face. Like George Washington, y'all still gonna say I'm trying to fucking be black. On a foundation that makes me look tan. That makes me look tan. That I didn't even do. That Alex did. I didn't tell him what color to use on me. He used whatever color he thought was gonna work on me the fuck and that shit blended fine y'all just seen it with the light on it and got dramatic the fuck so 
this girl is 17 years old so i'm not gonna like go super super crazy on her um i just want to say a few things about it and then i'm off it um i'm extremely extremely sensitive to shit like that um i i will never become desensitized to things like that to hearing things like that and to seeing things like that that is something that i will always react very sensitively and emotionally toward so you know i had to make sure i gather my thoughts correctly and um so i could express it in a in a coherent way but i have to let you know that yes i i'm sensitive to things like that when i hear shit like that i become extremely sensitive and it really attacks my emotions basically this is i don't like it because she claims that she wants to be that she doesn't want to be black and who wants to be black right but uses black culture to make every dollar that she's ever gotten in her life there is an there is an incessant influx or not even an influx there is an incessant constant of white people using black culture raping black culture exploiting black culture to become famous, to gain money, popularity, and notoriety, and then acting like blackness is substandard. I hate it. I hate it. This stupid little girl, one, shouldn't even have any platform. She shouldn't have any sort of platform. But we idiots make her a pseudo-celebrity because after that Dr. Phil shit, everybody was memeing, liking her shit. And then, of course, because you have to stay relevant, because that's her 15 minutes of fame, how do you extend it? What does she do to stay relevant? She starts rapping. She's a rapper now with the name Bad Baby. Her real name is Danielle Brigoli. She's a rapper now. Hip-hop music, rap music is black music. Started in the motherfucking Bronx. And I, I seriously dislike white people who use black culture to gain notoriety and then act like blackness is substandard. You hear her, how disgusting she sounds? Who wants to be black? Like, who, who wants to be... Shit like that really, like... It really bends my mind. And it and, and it, it gives me anger. Because, one, I'm a proud black man. And I love our culture. I love everything about us. I know that we're the most talented people. I know that we're the most productive people. And I know that people love to take things from us and act like they made it up themselves. Did white people love to get braids in their hair? White people love to come in our neighborhoods and gentrify. White people love to just take our shit. Like, they love to take our shit. And then when we try to incorporate ourselves into their culture, they resist it. Perfect example, Little Nas X comes out with Old Town Road. It's the biggest song in the world. He says it's a country song. Country music says it can't be country. Why? Because he's black. Like, but in an instance where someone like Danielle Brigoli bad bobby or whatever the fuck her name is wants to start rapping of course she can she can start rapping and gain a following gain popularity and gain money i really don't like how how white people take advantage of black culture and then act like 
they didn't take it from black culture. It's one thing to take it or borrow from it and say, listen, this is not me. This is, I got this from them. This is what inspired me, black people, whatever. Like Eminem, honestly, Eminem is very respectful to the culture. He is white and he may receive a disproportionate amount of praise or respect or whatever the case, but he's always respectful in terms of how he treats the culture. He will never disrespect the culture. These white people come out here and really just take rape the culture. They rape it and then they really play dumb when it's time for for them to acknowledge it or when someone brings it up to them that hey maybe you stole this from black people another example of that is miley cyrus miley cyrus did that bullshit where she was uh twerking with with her little no flat ass and with the michael jordan jersey on and then after she got hot because she used that shit to get hot with her mike will and wiz khalifa she used that shit to get hot again then she was like oh um, that was beneath me and I don't know what was going on. I had a real, uh, small mental break in my life and I know I will never do anything like that again. Basically she wants to go back white. Like, yo, like fuck out of here, bro. Fuck out of here. That shit. It, it just make me mad. It just makes me mad. And again, I'm really emotional and sensitive about shit like that. Cause I really just can't stand it. I cannot stand it. The way that the culture is continuously taken advantage of and exploited by people not in the culture and then they act like they don't understand how much power the culture has or that they did all of this shit on their own i cannot i cannot stand it i really cannot i really just don't like seeing that shit i the culture is constantly ripped off and disrespected by everyone and then the picture is painted that blackness or black is less than it's not only that you take the shit, you take the shit, you appropriate appropriate it so that you and you can reach white people and other people to give you money using the culture off the back of the culture and then act like just blackness is is less than. And and I ain't with that shit and I will never be with that shit. Never. I will never be with that shit. So you know, again, she's 17 years old. She's still a very young person. And she's received fame and notoriety at a very young age. So, you know what I'm saying? She's still very immature in that. So I'm, you know, I'm not trying to to disrespect her on really a high level because I understand she is young. She's 17 years old. Um, It's just... She's a fucking idiot. Like, that's it. She's a fucking idiot. She should not have a platform like this because, you know, what sells viral sells and controversy sells and all of these things. And she probably just understands that because she got famous by appearing on Dr. Phil TV and saying controversial shit or whatever, just being a controversial figure. So that's probably all she knows. So, again, I, I always like. You know, I'm, it's not lost on me that she's just a young person trying to gain money and doing it in a way that she knows works. Again, I, you know, and then she's very young, but she's a fucking idiot, bro. She's a fucking idiot. And to answer her question, who wants to be black? She does. She wants to be fucking black because blackness is what makes her all of her money. This culture makes her all of her money. If it doesn't, when she gets hot off the Catch Me Outside shit, how about that? 
she can make music of course you can make any kind of music you want why hasn't she made alternative music why didn't she make country music why didn't she make rock and roll why didn't she do anything else why do you choose rap right because rap is hip-hop is the number one genre in the fucking world and it's created by black people started in the motherfucking bronx so you need to have more respect on the culture that you use to make all of your fucking money and that's that on that white people out there this culture is for everyone but don't act like you don't know where that shit came from and don't be fucking disrespectful to it and i'm always going to be extremely sensitive to things like this i will never not be sensitive to things like this because i truly care about this culture i care about us as black people and i hate to see things like that because it really just upsets me and before i go any further on it i'm just gonna cut it right there that's that on that she needs to really get a fucking clue and get a grip but again she's very young so I have to take that into consideration. It's just that's really bullshit. And I really hate shit like that. And social media has provided a lane for idiots to just say whatever the fuck they want and basically can pay no consequences for it. Because ba- if you can't tell me, put that little girl in Compton, California or any place surrounded by black people, not just any one centralized place any place surrounded by black people give her a microphone and tell her who wants to be black and have her mock us or the culture like that she would think twice before uh, if she (laughs) she wouldn't be all this bravado but she's in the comfort of her home talking to her phone and she knows that no one can really do anything to her so um she just needs to get a fucking grip and that's that on that and i want to end right there i want to end right there Next on the docket, I want to talk about Bronx legend. Bronx legend Cardi B. Um, basically, she did an Instagram live with um, uh, Bernie Sanders, my guy, who um, you know dropped out of his presidential um, campaign. And basically, she appeared on Instagram live and she had him join her live to explain why you know people should support Joe Biden um, because you know obviously he's gone now and. He understands that, you know, he can't win, but he knows that, you know, that um, the current state of America or with the person running America, you know, he expressed his fears, concerns and why people should support Joe Biden. And I want to play this for you now. This clip is kind of long. This clip is like, I want to say two minutes or so. Um, But, you know, what's funny about it. Cardi has a way, and maybe this is just a testament to her or a testament to Bernie or whatever the case. She has a way of like speaking to people where, uh, in my opinion, she can like disarm them and make them tell the truth, if that makes sense. Like the way that she speaks, of course, she's always going to be herself. It's just the manner in which she speaks. She can have people talk and explain themselves and you actually understand what they're saying or you know, credit to her and credit to Bernie, because I 100 percent believe Bernie is the type of guy who Cardi B can just talk to and they can have a conversation. And it's not like no political jargon or I'm trying to uh, look just appear to be cool and hip like he's really speaking to her like one. She's a person. He respects her. And two, that he can really speak coherently and get his shit across. So I want to play this for you. Bear with me. It's like a minute and a half to two minutes i think it's two minutes and it's just basically them talking and him saying reasons why he believes that uh we should go to the polls and vote for uh joe biden this election 
attitude that you are endorsing Joe Biden. And I will want you to tell my platform why are you endorsing him. Like, why Good. should we vote for him? Well, and how can we spread Sorry. for us to vote for Joe Biden? Okay. First point is that when I announced that I was running for president, and there were like 18 people running, you know, what I said is if I don't win, and I tried hard to win, uh, I will endorse the Democrat who wins because Donald Trump is, to my mind, the most dangerous president in the modern history of America. Uh, this is a guy who lies all the time. He doesn't believe in science. He downplayed this whole coronavirus, which has led to the deaths of many thousands of people unnecessarily. He doesn't believe in the Constitution. He thinks he's above the law. So this is a bad news guy that has got to be uh, defeated. And I will do everything that I can to defeat him. Uh, what I am also trying to do right now, Cardi, is to work with Joe to see that he becomes a more progressive candidate. Right? Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, what I want to see him stand for, which he will, is to raise the minimum wage to at least 15 bucks an hour to make sure that all of our young people have the opportunity to go to college regardless of their income, all right? To cancel student debt for a lot of people. I would go further in all of these areas than he goes, but he is moving in the right direction. He's moving in the right direction on immigration reform. I think you will be pleased to hear what he has to say. I know the criminal justice and the number of people who are in jail today often African-American or Latino disproportionately is an issue of concern to you. I think you'll be hearing him making some pretty strong statements about the need for criminal justice reform to make sure that we're not throwing young people into jail, but getting them the education and the jobs that they need. Yeah. And, you know, even like right now, people that are in jail, they are not being protected as as good as they should with this coronavirus. And one thing that baffles my mental, right, about number 45 is that, you know, when this coronavirus news was hitting and everything, he just kept blaming that this was a move of the Democrats to make him look bad, that everything, that everything uh, that the Democrats do is bad propaganda right. to make him look bad. But the thing is that, <laughs> honey, you don't need the Democrats to make to make you look bad. You make your own self look bad. First of all, I just want to say that Cardi B has maybe a future in interviewing. I don't maybe no. I don't know. But like, I, you know what? I just the main point of this is just I love to see celebrities use their platforms to help people learn things, if that makes sense. Right. Cardi B obviously is a very popular person. But instead of like bringing Bernie on and talking about what his favorite hip hop songs are, which um I think they touched on briefly, I I'm gonna tell you where to find this so if you guys want to watch the whole thing, um, but basically she just let him like ask him broad question and let him speak, let him elaborate. Listen, we don't. I want you to tell the platform, you know, who supported you, the youth. Why should they support Joe Biden? Bernie broke it down and. I love to hear Bernie speak. You hear the difference if you guys listened to last episode between Bernie speaking for two minutes based, based off Joe Biden speaking for 30 seconds and the difference in how it sounds that they speak and how coherent one person sounds opposed to how the other person sounds. 
And man, listen, um, again, my job here is not to try and shift you guys' opinion. That's the last thing I want to do. I just want you guys to hear my point of view. And this, again, this is only my opinion and my point of view and my perspective. So I'm not trying to cloud anyone's judgment. It's just that, you know, I really supported him, Bernie Sanders, and I'm disappointed to see him go. But this is, if you guys really never heard him speak, that is how he always sounds. He always sounds collected. He always sounds... Uh, coherent and he always makes sense in the things that he talks about so briefly in that two minutes you heard him talk about how dangerous he believed president donald trump is how he um how he basically has coaxed joe biden or given his perspective to joe biden about immigration reform about education about uh, criminal the criminal justice system, which I myself believe is a corrupt system designed to put young black people, young Hispanic people, young non-white people behind bars. And he basically just broke it down. Like that's basically his platform is he runs on a social platform and, you know, shout out to Cardi B, man, Bronx legend um, for just being able to give him some some time on Instagram live, which is really a platform for fun, but sometimes it can be used for things like that. Um, if you guys want to see that, if you guys like want to hear that the full thing, cause it's 20 minutes, um, you guys can find it on YouTube. It's, um, you could just, all you have to do is search Cardi B Instagram live stream, April 15th. That's Cardi B instagram live stream april 15 and you'll be able to watch the whole thing um it is oh it's not 20 minutes i'm sorry it's 30 minutes and it's just her and and bernie sanders having a dialogue and on um on a real respectful intellect intellectual level and <laughs> cardi is funny too she said what really boggles my mental <laughs> she's funny so um again guys if you're interested in watching that that's where to find it and shout out to cardi b shout out to bernie sanders and um again guys we have to use our voices for what we want to see this country become the coronavirus has shown us uh in another way we've had four years of evidence but this is the latest way to show us how we probably would require better leadership um, from the man who holds one of the highest offices in the U.S. of A. Um, so that's that on that. Next, we have another I have an, another um, audio clip I want to play for you. But this is all comedy here. Um, you know, in these times of uh, change or um, strife or stress or whatever the word is, um, that we're dealing with right now, it's really important to me to find things or to or to look at things or consume things that are fun and that help people to at least briefly smile and uh, try and forget about the trials and the tribulations of life. Um, I want to play a clip for you of Tracy Morgan. Um, Tracy Morgan, if you guys don't know, is a tremendous stand-up comedian and comedic actor. Um, he was on Saturday Night Live and he was on 30 Rock with Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin and he uh, does numerous stand-up comedy he's been in a bunch of movies 
He's really a funny, funny, funny dude. And um, he appeared on the Today Show with Hoda Kotb. Um, and Hoda's just trying to have like a straight interview with him. And he is all jokes. Like he really brought the jokes. And I laughed really well watching this. So, I, of course, I wanted to share it with y'all. Um, so this is Tracy Morgan on the Today Show. Oh. She loves you. Well, I'll tell her I love her back. Tell me about what life is like being at home for Tracy and his family. Oh, well, me and my wife been quarantining here for like three weeks, so she's pregnant three times. Every week she got pregnant. Okay. So, you know. So we, we, we And we also, we're role-playing a lot now. We're role-playing. She's playing a young maiden okay. whose grandfather was infected with coronavirus. And I'm the scientist who discovered the cure. And she'll do anything to save her grandfather's life. Okay. And I mean anything. Well, you are, you are a creative one. I mean, this is real stuff. Yesterday, I was driving to the supermarket. And I didn't have my mask on. I was in my car with the windows up. And I didn't have my mask on and my gloves on. And I stopped at a red light. And this lady pulled up next to me. And she said, roll your window down. I wrote it down. She said, you don't got your gloves on? You don't got your mask on. Ooh, I'm telling. Do you make it a habit, Tracy, normally of wearing the glove and the mask? Are you adhering to all the things they're telling us to do? Well, yeah, absolutely. My mask is right here. I got the N95. Um, yeah. Um, but this is this is not the norm. But I feel like I finally feel like a real surgeon. That shit was great. <laughs> he said. <laughs> he said. <laughs> We've been quarantined for three weeks now, and every week she got she got pregnant three times. <laughs> every week she got pregnant, and we're role playing. I'm a scientist with the cure, and she would do anything to get the cure, anything. Like that shit right there is really funny to me, um, you know. And I think in times like this, that's what you need. You just need a break from the fucking the fucking news or you know just the things that we are all going through you know we're all going through it you know what i'm saying the, the worried about how we're going to pay our bills and and worried about our families and worried about you know people dying and you know the spread of this virus and when is it going to be over when can i return to my normal life when can i see my friends when can i see my family like you know, all of these things really can weigh on your mind. Really, it can. Like, this is not, like, no bullshit. Like, it all can weigh on your mind. So I think that, you know, just seeing, being able to see shit like that or hear shit like that, uplifting stuff or comical stuff, like, it, it helps. It's helpful, you know. And, again, that's another reason why I make sure not to, in the beginning of the shows, go so hard on coronavirus because I don't want you guys... To hear this shit for the first time and say, hey, Bronx Boys Podcast, my friend told me to hear this. And I'm on here blobbering, blabbering the fucking news, the sad ass, depressing ass news to where you can say, well, why the fuck did I even click this? Like, I could go on CNN and hear all of this shit. Like, why the fuck am I going to hear this? Why would I tune in to be depressed again? You know what I'm saying? So I I, I really like when I see things like Tracy did on the Today Show, just be, just give someone a reason to laugh for a few seconds. Brighten someone's day for a few seconds. You know what I'm saying? And and I like to talk about things and bring up things and 
uh, that is not really related to it because I understand the mental drain it could be on people. Um, and, you know, so shout out to Tracy Morgan. Shout out to the Today Show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It brought you a little laugh. Um, and that's that on that. Last on the docket, I want to talk about Michael Che really briefly. If you guys do not know, Michael Che is a stand-up comedian as well. And he is um, currently on Saturday Night Live. He's uh, one of the head writers. And he is uh, featured on the Weekend Update segment of the show, if you're not familiar. Um, basically, he made a commitment, a very and it's very positive. I wanted to share it um, to just give him some love. Um, he made a commitment to where he would pay one month's rent for 160 apartments in the New York City Housing Authority. And I'm just going to read what he had to say and read his commitment. And I just want to give him some love um, for his commitment um, that he did. So this is from, I'm reading this from, where is this from? I'm reading this from Complex.com. Complex is like a pop culture website. They cover a lot of stories in fashion, sports, um, pop culture, hip hop, shit like that. Um, so I'm just going to read it from here. It says, noting in a statement that is, quote, crazy to him that new, that public residents are still expected to pay rent amid COVID-19 containment efforts. Saturday Night Live star Michael Che has announced that he will be paying one month's rent for 160 apartments in the New York City Housing Authority where his late grandmother used to live. He says, quote. It is crazy to me that residents of public housing are still expected to pay rent when so many New Yorkers can't even work. Obviously, I cannot offer much help by myself, but in the spirit and memory of my late grandmother, I am paying one month's rent for 160 apartments in the NYCHA building she lived in. I know that's just a drop in the bucket, so I really hope the city has a better plan for debt forgiveness for all the people in public housing at the very least. P.S. De Blasio Cuomo Diddy, let's fix this. Page me, Michael Che. Che's rent donation is the longest in the line of examples of celebrities and other public figures stepping up amid the pandemic. The biggest effort, Michael Rubin's All In Challenge, has enlisted Drake and others in an effort to generate millions of COVID-19 relief. Round of applause for Mr. Michael Che. So again, shout out to Michael Che, man. That's a really huge um, donation, a really great philanthropic effort by him. Um, you know, major love and respect for him for doing that, putting his money where his mouth is. And, um, you know, I, I really like seeing shit like that. That's some beautiful, positive shit to see people stepping up and helping the next man. I will always be an advocate of that and always show love to that. So um, shout out to Michael Che. I just wanted to give him a little bit of love um, in regards to that. And that will wrap it up. Episode number 11 of the Bronx Bias podcast is in the books. I am your host. My name is Denzel. Thank you guys again for the continued love, the continued support, the continued engagement with me on the social media platforms. I really, truly appreciate it. Man, this is like something that 
I just love doing. You know what I'm saying? Like this is I work hard on this, but it doesn't feel like work because this is something that I just really love. And I really love that you guys are listening to it and you guys are not only just listening, but sharing it and telling your friends and telling your family about it. And people are hitting me up, telling me keep doing my thing. I really, truly appreciate it. It makes my heart so warm, man. It, it really is great that, you know, people are really listening and tuning in, man. So I always want to, you know, give you guys the thank you and the props and everything that you guys deserve just for the support that you guys give me because you guys don't have to listen like you have a choice. And the fact that you guys do listen, I really appreciate it, man. I really do. I'm going to remind everyone again, please stay safe. Please protect your family, loved ones, and friends. Please follow the CDC guidelines and the federal guidelines as it relates to social distancing. Please wear your masks and your gloves when you have to go out in public. Maintain the social distancing six feet guidelines and offer a helping hand to people who may need it that you know. We will get through this together because we always, always do. And I'm going to fade you guys out with a great song. Um, by my man Rick Ross. It's called Pirates off the album God Forgives I Don't, which is a super, super great album title. God Forgives I Don't. <laughs> that shit is great. Um, <laughs> this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 11. We out. I guess it ain't no nice way to tell you niggas this game over, huh? Nation of money, why nigga stomach just rumble? Had to fuck with the Haitians and break a kilo to crumbles. Nigga living in rubble within them labeled a rebel. Any nigga want rumble, somebody hand me a shovel. Oh, gotta silence the lambs, get on my Buffalo Bill. Stepping off the Sonoma with the black duffel back fill. Got a cute bitch with me, favor, come on, for real. Got me mill on the celly, that me nigga milly. worth a few mil. Woo. I multiply what I manage, I manage to multiply. Witness real niggas fail and watch you fuck niggas drive. Witness bitch niggas tell, Jabbar just got 25. At this point in my life, I'm just trying to survive. Homicide, stay on my mind. Christopher Wallace on my time. R.I.P. to the legend, Tupac Shakur with a nine. Machiavelli returns as God forgives and I don't. Resurrection of the real time to get richer than Trump. Huh. I'm rolling the dice, four, five, six. Young nigga, 19, four or five bricks. Praying on your niggas, sinners full of hate. God forgives and I don't, only hustlers relate. Trying to keep my head above water, nigga. We pirates out here, nigga, just trying to stay afloat. And I ride for my niggas. Huh? Fascination with fortune, the Forby Mansion and Porsches, panoramas of Porsches, marijuana imported, dreams of getting cream and never to be extorted, huh. seen so many things be preposterous not to record it, product is in demand, profit not far behind, got on my mother pearl, she fucking up all the time, babies be having babies, I'm talking about how I grind, huh. niggas thinking it's voodoo the way bricks be multiplying, affiliated with wealth, associated with 
death, self-made millionaire. Snatch a triple beam off the shelf, yeah. Straight Grim Reaper, Ed Jordan's walking the streets. Huh. Blackberry huh. boss, one call you put to sleep. Yeah, I'm rolling the dice. Four, five, six. Young nigga, 1945 bricks. Praying on your niggas, sinners full of hate. God forgives and I don't, only hustlers relate. The Lord is my light and my salvation, but I see none of you fuck niggas. Fuck what you heard, nigga. I need to feel it. I need to smell it. I need to see it. Motherfucker. God forgives and I don't.